What's up, guys, and welcome to this episode of the Crack Brain Podcast. Uh, not much to go and update right now. A couple of things over inside the works, but you know, right now, uh, myself, Candace, Brandon, and I we're, we're we're trying to go and figure some stuff out for next month. So uh, more when that starts going on uh, then. But until then, let's actually just get straight over into this episode. Um, this episode was recorded maybe about three, four weeks ago with uh, Renegade Cosmo play super fun 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 uh chance to be able to sit down talk with her you know getting some good tips as far as uh prop making and uh costuming some different materials that you know she that she uses that i honestly didn't even know were a thing well at least just the name of them (laughs) but um yeah like i said we had a really good time um talked quite a bit like i said about cosplay about different cons uh different experiences there uh and quite a bit about anime um i will let you all know that if you happen to like the show ruby or you're watching it or or whatnot we do get into spoilers right around an hour four to about an hour eight so if you don't want certain things spoiled for you for that particular anime make sure you skip out just on that time frame again that was one hour and four minutes to about one hour and eight minutes you've been warned okay <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, had a great time. Um, so if, uh, if you need any help, feel free to go and reach out to where I definitely have on a couple of different things. Uh, like I said, Renegade Cosplay. If you look up Renegade or Renamira, odds are you'll, you'll run into exactly, you know, you'll run into her. So like I said, let's, uh, let's actually get into that awesome episode with Renegade Cosplay. Nothing about us would be all like, oh, well, yeah, you, you guys look like you should definitely be together. No. No. <laughs> Everything that I'm into, my wife is not. Everything that my wife is into, I'm not. <laughs> That's awesome. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. But she's willing to put up with me, so I'm going to keep her. Yeah, that <laughs> tends to be the most important. Right factor there you go did you from here mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you, you say that with a bit of like i just i just i anticipate uh, i get told a lot that i should be more adventurous and that i should try to live somewhere else and i'm like but it's fine here if, so if you're comfortable where you're at there's so many anti-Utah people, even in Utah, <laughs> that anytime I'm just like born and raised, I just brace myself for whatever they're gonna say. No, it's like yes, there's there's other areas inside the this world that are fantastic and great and all that kind of stuff, but you know, it's your choice. Like if you want to go and visit them, awesome. If you don't. See, and I do want to visit them. I just don't want to live in them. There you go. It's like, I'm fine. I've lived in the same 20-mile radius my whole life. It's great. There you go. Then then there's no need. Like I said, as long as you're comfortable, you're good. I can live on Mars, and I'm going to be more than happy. kind of want to. 
But I'm here because my wife likes it here. <laughs> there you go. So. so she is a local if you crashed her yes. high school graduation. Yes. She, let's see, she grew up, I'm horrible when it comes to this apartment and directions, grew up a mile that way. Oh, nice. <laughs> so. Did she go to Mountain View then? She was homeschooled for a lot, uh, you know, for a lot of things. So, you know, that that's why sometimes she'll be like, "Oh yeah, I grew up here all the time," and everyone, like people that are local to Orm, will be like, "Where'd you go to school?" And she'll just homeschool. <laughs> that's so, cool. Yeah, but that, that's where you know it's like I, I like, I like knowing that like okay you know she's from here, so sometimes when I have questions, I'll just ask her like, "Why does this happen?" She's just like. This is Utah. Yeah. <laughs> that is the answer to that question a lot. Yeah. It's Utah. You know, so, but then there's always things where I always have to let her know, like, and she's like, why are people, I'm like, that's a Utah thing. That doesn't happen anywhere else. <laughs> you know, or the time when she, uh, not to necessarily crack down on the girl, but at one time she thought that fry sauce was, was worldwide. No. And Fry sauce and root beer, they are not worldwide. Root beer's spreading, but good, well, good root beer. Where it's like you know, I I like A and W as much as the next person, but oh gosh, what is it comes in like this like metallic, almost keg barrel type thing, and I I'll, I'll go over to like uh, Macy's to go and get it. Oh my gosh, it is the best root beer I've ever had. <laughs> It's just around here you go to a restaurant and they usually have root beer on tap. Mm-hmm. They don't have that in other states. Not not a lot, no. Not in restaurants. No. So it's like, yeah, there, there was that. But, yeah, I mean, she... The, I remember the one of the first times we were out over in... I think it was like a Ruby's out over in Southern California. And, you know, they, they're sitting there going for the orders of everybody. She's like, oh, okay, great. Well, um, I've got fries. Do you guys have fry sauce? And the waitress just looked at her and went... We have what? Ketchup and mayonnaise. <laughs> That's the hick version of fry sauce. <laughs> the hick of Ketchup it. and mayonnaise. Mix them together. See, it, it, I've been in more fights with people when I try to say, like, okay, look, the basics are ketchup and mayonnaise. And how many people... No, it's more complicated than that. Well, it is. There's a few more spices. But at its heart, it's, it's ketchup, ketchup and mayonnaise. Yeah, it's like... <sighs> And I recognize that because I will never necessarily go up to someone and go like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, ramen is just like broth, noodles, and meat. It's like, no, there's a lot more to it. But oh, I, it, I, I, it's really hard trying to explain to other people not from here what fry sauce is without looking like an alien. <laughs> yeah, it's a unique flavor. I, I like it. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's like, I, I like it, and there are times when I don't want it. The first time that the first time that I went to In-N-Out here, and they tried pushing fry sauce on me, I almost wanted to slap someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, doesn't need it. <laughs> just, give, just give me ketchup, give me my, my double-double, and leave me alone. <laughs> so... Yeah, well, I, okay, I figure we've talked enough about fry about sauce. About fry sauce? Fri- and look, unless, unless this is what you want the entire episode to be. Condiments. <laughs> I'm a mustard girl myself. I was just about to say. I was like, what, is, what are your thoughts on mustard? Spicy? 
Do we need to go Dijon? I prefer sweet, but I like a straight yellow. <laughs> there you go. When I'm in the mood. <laughs> I, I might have to get back to this. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's more of a conversation that I've not had in well over 10 years about condiments. So. We'll see. We'll see. Sounds but, good. But yes, thank thank you for coming on the weirdness of the Crack Brain podcast. I yes, and anytime someone says yes, I do backflips. So thank oh, you. My pleasure. <laughs> yes, and you know, and for everyone that is listening, I am sitting down with someone that came as a you know as a referral the first time, and then your name got brought up. I think two or three more times after that. I was like, oh, geez. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I, I, I will reach out, you know. So I, I, I'm thankfully sitting down with, with okay, I, I haven't done this in so long. Renna? Yeah, it's just like Jenna, but with an R. Okay, so yeah. Renna, and then I'm guessing last name is Mira. Yeah. Okay, and then there we go. So it, And most out there, I'm guessing, would know you as Renegade Cosplay. Yeah. Or just it's or just Rena, because even if you search Rena cosplay, Renegade comes up. Because my Insta is just Rena cosplay. Nice. So. Okay. Yeah. There we go. See, it's it's being able to consolidate all that into just like one simple. Yes. Renegade is more like my stage name. That's like (laughs) what they announce me as before I go on stage at contests and Mm. stuff. Um, Makes a little bit more sense rather than just like okay, Rena. Wait, is that the name or is that the is that the student? Right. Yeah. Which? <laughs> yeah. See, but that, that's at least where with you, it's like, okay, renegade. They still just said your name inside it, but mm-hmm. most people just wouldn't know. I know. I did not come up with that. <laughs> Someone else came up with that as a joke. She was like, "Haha, you're like a renegade," and I was like, "I'm totally not," but I love the wordplay. <laughs> there you go. It has. It really has that yang feel of just like eh, yeah, right. Eh, hey, hey. <laughs> now I now I need just like a, a sound bite of you just sort of like Renna Renna Gate. Eh, hey, hey. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But yeah, it's like I I love the fact that a you were able to go and take time to go and come out over here and b even wanting to because. A cosplay podcast is a very rare thing, I found out. So, yes, I, I like when I get to go and talk about this weird thing that I'm really, really into. Well, it's a very visual art, so to do it in a non-visual medium is really interesting. As I've heard repeatedly. Yeah, I was like, you probably get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, usually I get like, oh, okay, you've got a podcast. What is it on? Cosplay. It's either, huh, cool, or it's, what's that? Ah. Uh. I, I, yes. I get that a lot. I don't usually use the word cosplay around normies. I use the word competitive costumer. I am going to take that because I love that. Well, I'm not competitive, but <laughs> I'm going to take that. It just gives gives a little more credibility to it. it makes people think I'm a little less crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I embrace the crazy, so, as you can tell from the name. Hey. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean... It, it, for me, I always wind up going like, okay, I'm a cosplayer, you don't... I, I'm i like a prop maker slash costume. If I have to go really layman, I'm just a crafter. See, there you go. Just a there you go. Like, I'm trying to find a new apartment right now, and, like, when I talk to managers and stuff, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm a crafter. 
I like to craft. And I'm going to hope you're assuming that's like scrapbooking. There you go. You know, <laughs> I think at least with Utah, especially with Utah County, there's enough people that are into something that would be crafting, whether it's, you know, like so many people have their own Etsy shop mm-hmm. where I'm pretty sure yep. it's like, oh. Making like okay. custom throw pillows. Exactly. It's, oh, yep. you make plushies. Okay, I get that. And you're just, sure. Whereas right now my neighbors, they lean over the fence and they're like, what you doing? I'm like, making a battle axe. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly how that feels as I sit here with a giant sword and people that look on the balcony of like, Okay, last month it was a blaster rifle for for a stormtrooper. Now it's a giant. What do you do? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Someone at church the other day was like, "Were you outside welding?" And I was like, "Well, I was soldering, but it's very similar." <laughs> so good job. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. What were you doing? <laughs> don't 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 trouble don't yourself. Don't worry about it. It's just. I'm fine, and it's fun. It's yes, <laughs> and it won't hurt you. And I will try not to run the bandsaw after 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That or the how many times I have to go and tell my neighbors of like, yes, I'm I'm just sanding. It doesn't sound like sanding. Well, you want to come watch when I sand. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that tends to be a thing, which. I'm, I'm starting to realize that every cosplayer kind of has their own version of it, you know? So it's just like, oh, well, what craziness do your neighbors have to deal with? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there, there you go. Well, I mean, yeah, because one of the things I've definitely liked about a lot of the a lot of the recent stuff that I've seen you do is especially the, I don't necessarily know where it's from, but the spear that you've been creating. Or, oh, yeah, I've been working on two spears, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like there's there's the one where it's just a single straight blade, and then mm-hmm. there's the one that kind of does that. The little forked you thing. Know, the fork and whatnot, and both of them I love so much. Oh, thank you. you know, a, any any blade I love entirely, you know, and then faux blades are my very, very close <laughs> second. <laughs> so when I started seeing that, I was like, ooh, ooh! And like every single time you would post something new, I'm like, oh, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, I'd gone a long while not working on anything, and I realized it was because I was trying to force myself to work on something I didn't really want to work on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what do I want to work on? And I was like, I want to make props. So I picked costumes that weren't even done yet, and I was like, I'm going to make the props first. Nice. Usually I do costume first, prop second, because you can, you can go without a prop. Mm-hmm. If you're just wearing the costume, you don't need the prop. But this time I was like, nope, I want to make some swords. Right. And it's like, because my, the, the experience I always go and try to go and relate with people, it's like, you know, going without a prop, I, personally, I always feel naked when I don't have a prop. It's, it's a lot like, less fun. Weird. Yeah. You know, I like to be able to, like, po- like, pose with the prop, or even, like, when I can tell someone's a little bit more apprehensive, I'm like, here's the prop, you do something with it, and I'm just going to look cool while you do yep. it, you know, or it's like, you go and you look like you're shooting me or going to stab me, and I will just freak out, you know. S- Photos are significantly easier if you have a prop. Yeah. yeah no. Otherwise, you have to figure out what to do with your hands. <laughs> You're just... <laughs> usually, everyone, it's either they do, like, okay, I'm going to have one hand on my head, some my other hand somewhere on my back, or it's, like, a fighting pose. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Typically. I'm always, like, hands on hips. Like, what is this? <laughs> I don't know what this is. This is me not knowing what to do with my hands, so they're just glued to my hips. <laughs> 
that that pose has been re- you know you could just sit there and be look it's the superhero pose every single time just like yeah. confidence fists on hips superhero <laughs> hands on hips dainty woman it's perfect <laughs> as a guy i have it over there it's just like comfortable my back hurts <laughs> <laughs> There you go. It's, it's perspective, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we go. But yeah, I mean, you know, have have you been working with with props long, or has this been something where it's like, you know, I'm just giving this a shot now, whereas before I just had other people make my props and I would. <laughs> no, I've never. I'm running through my memory before I make this general statement, but I <laughs> don't believe I've ever commissioned anything. Mm-hmm. Um. I've always I've always wanted to do everything. Um, the very first costume I made had a robot arm, um, and I actually at the time uh, I entered into into a contest. My very first convention ever, I entered into a contest, and I had to leave before awards were announced. It was one of those cons where they have the contest and then hours later they announce who won everything for the whole weekend. So they announce like who won the AMV contest and who won the costume contest. They do all awards for the whole weekend at once and I couldn't stay so I had to leave. And I found out years later that I had won an award for excellence in armor construction. (laughs) And I had no idea. And um, I had since that time, I was like, ah, this wasn't that great. And so I went really heavy into textiles. Mm -hmm. And then when I found that out, I was like, oh, maybe I can do other things. And so I try to to be a jack of all trades. I like to do everything. I recently acquired some tools that allow me to do more intricate prop work, like I bought a bandsaw. that's what was holding me back before is I just, I, I always had to go to someone else's garage. Yup. So. Yeah, And that, it seems to definitely be something where, you know, now a lot more people are getting into props or armor making and whatnot, but the barrier is usually always just who has the tools, you know? So it, it's, it gets kind of frustrating sometimes cause it's like, oh, I wish more people would. But then I also realized that, you know, you can go over to, you know, Joanne's or Michael's and be able to pick up as much fabric as you want and all you need is one machine, machine, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like at a serger and then just time. Whereas if you're going to do prop work, it's like, well, what medium do I want to use and how many tools am I going to need? Yep. So, yeah, it's, uh, I wish that was not the case. (laughs) Because a lot of people, a lot of people when I was making those spears kept asking me, how are you getting the edges so smooth? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well... The key is to use fluid motions on your bandsaw to make to make s- continuous fluid motions. Don't do like piece, then move, piece, then move. Yeah. You got to do big sweeps. And then they were like, oh, I'm using an X-Acto knife and a Dremel. And I was like, oh, there's your problem, honey. Yeah. I was like, this is why you're not getting smooth edges. That is so hard. Yeah. And But a lot of people can't afford a bandsaw and a belt sander. Mm-hmm. So... It's just that's that's mostly what's been holding me back is I have up until this point I've had to go somewhere else mm-hmm. in order to make them and I don't even when people are like it's come anytime you're welcome to use my stuff I still you know feel like I'm inconveniencing them when I'm like hey can I camp in your garage for a few hours <laughs> right and it's like and you know I I definitely don't know as many cosplayers that are here rather than over in like Salt Lake and whatnot but 
it's it, you know there's there's like maybe a handful of people that I know here that kind of have stuff, but I'm that same kind of person where it's like I don't necessarily like just going and crashing, you know, someone's place and whatnot. And then the places that I know, you know, like Anarchy Girls Cost Space, it's like I have to drive that far. That's to get my there big thing with Anarchy off. is just that they're so far away. Yeah. So it. I eventually realized it would be cheaper for me to buy my own tools mm-hmm. than to spend the gas to drive up to there drive and back, back and all forth. the time. Exactly. So. You know, and especially where it's like, it, you know, anytime that I go over there, it's, it's like, okay, I'm going to be here for hours, mm-hmm. you know, which is why like working the, you know, the Sage Ayana sword, it's like, I brought that and just told them like, I'm now going to be here for about five, six hours because I've been doing a lot of the things with like, you know, with a straight blade and a Dremel, and I wasn't getting the angles that I wanted to. And then all of a sudden, I showed up over there and got everything done within five hours. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not good. I'm done. This is fantastic now. You know, because they had, you know, they had the belt sander that I needed the entire time. You know, Belt so sanders are amazing. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. N- now I'm trying to figure myself of like, okay, I need to get... A garage here so that we can do all my work out there rather than on my deck which you've now seen it's small <laughs> no, I used to I used to live in an apartment complex like this where the it had that shared hallway mm-hmm. and I'd always like take my belt sander out there in the hallway and there'd be just dust yeah. everywhere on everyone's doors and I'm like sorry everyone <laughs> I have I have a true like back porch now there so. you go here you go. It's like, Live in large. <laughs> there you go. See, you're moving up in life. I know. This place I'm trying to move into has an unfinished basement, which I'm totally stoked <sighs> about. Really hope I get it. That is pretty much it's. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought basements honestly were a myth because in California, no <laughs> one has a basement. So moving over here, like, oh my gosh, so many people have a basement. Why would you need a basement? And now. Not only with cosplay, with just seeing what people do with their basements. I'm like, oh, basements are good. Basement. Oh my god. I know. And this landlady tried to make it sound like a bad thing. She was like, "This unit has an unfinished basement," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, winter workshop." (laughs) Right. You know, you're sitting there looking at this. It's like over at the brick walls, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is gonna be perfect." And I just need to go and do this. And like, "Ah, but I mean, it's it's exposed, and you're like, "Perfect." I love it. (laughs) That means I can hang stuff everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> I can store my spray paint down here. This yeah. is great. It's like, yeah, it's, I, I remember we, we were looking over at a, at a place over in um, American Fork, I think maybe like a year ago before I'd kind of gotten back into all of this. You know, and the person there was just like, oh, well, you know, it's unfinished. And my wife was just going like, okay, this is, we'll, we'll make this work. And I'm sitting there like, oh, this is like my candy store. <laughs> I know. Because the house I'm in right now, I'm moving into the exact, hopefully, fingers crossed, moving into the exact same kind of house because they're just townhomes. The one I'm in right now has a basement theater room. Okay. And my mom's like, aren't you going to miss the theater room? And I was like, no, I never have anybody over. I'm using my belt sander all the time. (laughs) This is great. I can make props in the winter. Do you know how big this is? (laughs) Right? It's just like, okay, there won't be two and a half months of me just like sitting on my hands going, well... I guess I'm just going to do all of my fabric work now, girl. <laughs> yeah. I can do anything I want, anytime. Yeah, right. So, yeah, oh my gosh. I I am so amazingly happy and jealous <laughs> of you right now. If, if I get it. I haven't signed anything yet, so fingers there, crossed. There you go. Well, you 
you let me know when you do, just so it's like, yes, you got it. Ooh, cool. Basement. There you go. There you go. Happy things to look forward to. You know. But, Fingers crossed. Yeah, right. But you know, as, as far as as far as the the props that at least that I've seen that you've made, have they been predominantly um, have they been predominantly foam? Have you done? Because I definitely saw something that looked at least like it. It looked more like a 3D rendering more than Pepecuro, but I kind of looked as like, mm, it's probably some pep in there too. Um, <laughs> so I use everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made a few props entirely out of wood. I like um, I like using wood if I'm making something very slender, mm-hmm. um, just because it's more rigid than most anything else. Um, and when it is a slender object, you don't have to worry about weight. Mm-hmm. I made an entire battle axe out of wood which was really cool, but a mistake. Um, it kept breaking the shaft because yeah. the head was so heavy. So I was like, oops, not going to do that again. Um, so I mostly use um, PVC and mm-hmm. foam at this point. I use PVC sheets. There's a brand I really like. Um, and I put the the center layer is PVC because okay. that makes it so that the sharpest part of the blade has that strong stability of being the solid PVC. Oh, okay. And then I sandwich it in foam so it still stays really light mm-hmm. um, and it's really easy to sand. So I, that's that's my current method that I really like. I hadn't... First, I hadn't... I honestly didn't know PVC sheet was a thing. Yes, it is commonly... <laughs> it's commonly called Sintra. Okay, um, now I'm <laughs> yeah, but the the thing is, Sintra is a brand name, like mm. Kleenex. So if a lot of people use it to just mean PVC sheet, the brand I actually use is called Palite Project PVC. Okay, um, you can get it at like Home Depot and stuff. So oh, see that 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 is another thing that that makes cosplay easy and difficult when it's so many products that you try to go and use. You can't necessarily, you know, as we were kind of talking mm-hmm. before about the foam, like. I have to order this. Ah, okay. You know, whereas if it's just something that you can get over at Home Depot. I think Palite right now is online only. Okay. But. Even so. Because before I found Palite, I was buying my PVC sheets on eBay, Mm -hmm. and you never knew what was going to show up. Because it could have been anything. It could have been, like I said, with Kleenex, it could have been a Kleenex, or it could have been Walmart brand crap. Yep. So I had no idea what was going to show up when I did the eBay method. So I like that I found a really consistent brand that's really affordable too. Yeah, you know, and especially like with the online buying sometimes when you're sitting there looking at the reference photos of what it is, it's like, okay, is it really going to look like that? And then you're looking also at the dimensions of like, okay, all right, is it really going to be those dimensions? I mean, I can't tell you how many times that I would try to order foam and get the regular foam and it would be like, oh, Two millimeter. I'm like, all right. I know. I know what two millimeter is, and this doesn't look like two millimeter in the photo. Okay, I'm confused. You know. That's what I really like. Before you told me about this local place that sells smooth foam, um, I've been getting it from TNT Cosplay Supply. Okay. Yeah. And they, um, if you pay like a dollar, they'll send you a sample of every single one of their thicknesses. Nice. So. That was really nice to be able to look at it because I'm the same way. I'm like 10 millimeters. Hmm. I have no idea how that's gonna look. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Sitting there looking at your your thumb and like, I'm, okay, I'm gonna make a guesstimate. Here we go. 
And even when you look at it on a ruler, it's different looking at it on a ruler than looking at it on a prop. Mm -hmm. Like, this doesn't look the same as this, all spread out. This, I'm just saying this, I'm on a podcast. (laughs) Can't you see my finger gestures? (laughs) People have come to to, to realize that's always a thing, especially on this podcast. I was doing a 2D measurement versus a 3D measurement. That's what was happening for those (laughs) listening at home. (laughs) There you go. But yeah, I mean, it, it always seems like there's that, you know, just sort of that, how are you going to get a right around this sort of issue of ordering it when you can't feel it, when you can't see it, you know, mm-hmm. up close. So, you know, that's why I, I'm always afraid to order anything, honestly. It's just like, I don't want Oh, especially fabric. Yeah. I Ordering fabric online is a necessary evil. Yeah, you know, that that's why usually I, I I try to only go with places that are like, okay, are you willing to go and do a small swatch or a sample? Yes, cool, then I will order my stuff from you because I can't, you know, so that's why I like Spandex World. They have pretty much 100% of my business right Spandex now. World is awesome. They send you the swatches on like the pieces of paper and Yo. it's all labeled. I'm like, good job, Spandex World. You know, and the fact that they'll like, they, it's like they sent out I, how many for free? Mm-hmm. You know, just like, we'll send them out to you. And I think I ordered something like 20. And I was just like, I wonder what that is. There were things that I'm like, I don't necessarily need that for anything, but I want to see it because I might need it in the future. Yep. You know, so I just, I got stuff with a glitter finish and I hate glitter. <laughs> oh, I hate everything about the way it looks, but now I know like, okay, it. I will never use this, but now I know. Now it's you know, confirmed. That and if someone else is going to use it, it's like, here, this is what it is. Go play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always hold on to my swatches just so that I could save someone else pain. Mm-hmm. Be like, before you buy blue suede off fabric.com, I have every swatch ever of their blue suede. There you go. See, yeah, I, I'm... I'm I'm, str- I'm currently struggling with exactly what I want to make Sage's overcoat jacket out of because, like, oh, there was someone that was telling me vinyl. And I was like, no, no. I don't want vinyl. And then another person was, do the leather. And I'm like, I could. And but it would be great. If you got the right kind of vinyl, it could work. Most people don't no, it, get it, the right kind of vinyl. It was an underwater. It was, no, it was a, a marine vinyl that was more upholstery than anything and mm. I, I know why they wanted me to have it because it, it honestly had a really great texture to it um, it it did kind of maneuver well but it was still the fact of I'm going to wear this and I'm going to cook. You are literally going to boil you know and it's just like <laughs> you know people are like oh well I mean he doesn't wear a shirt anyway I'm like you don't understand that's still going to be right up against my skin the sun is going to hit me I absorb sunlight, people. <laughs> so I'm going to cook. <laughs> and, and I'm also wearing a wig. It's going to be bad. <laughs> so, you know, now, now I'm in the, re, the re-evaluation stage of like, what am I going to make this out of? I've, got, I've gone through different pleathers and whatnot. So, yeah, it's like it's now dealing with trying to get those free samples of like, I like this, but I don't like this. And. How is this going to work on a pretty old sewing machine? And how many how many needles am I going to go and break before I figure the right thickness? It is a valid concern. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As a person that knows nothing about it, there's going to be a lot. 
I'm going to put that needle through my finger at least 20 times. <laughs> it doesn't hurt as much as you think it would. Mm -hmm. It does hurt. But, you know, I put one through my thumbnail once all the way through. That was a party. <laughs> I just had, like, this bullet hole in my thumbnail as it grew out. You're just like, huh. Huh. Okay. See, this is, I have a feeling this conversation, what you're telling me is like, eh, it doesn't really hurt. It's the same conversation I have with people when it comes to, like, wasps. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, I, I, get, I get stung by wasps, like, nine times a week. And people are like, oh my gosh, doesn't it hurt? And I'm like, well, yeah, but you just... You just move on, man. You just, you don't Number one priority is don't bleed on the costume. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there you go. They have many costumes that have tasted the sacrament of blood. <laughs> right. See, and, and look, there's cosplayers out there, like, you know, Madame Moody. I'm telling, she basically, if she bleeds on anything, she's like, well, now blood is just part of the cosplay itself. She does a lot of horror things. She does things. do a lot of horror things. <laughs> so. This is true. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, like I said, it's like, it's always kind of fun, kind of fun seeing where everyone is on, like, okay, you know, I've got to order this, or just how we all kind of have the same irritations. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. You know, as, you know, but as far as, I, I hate to go and hammer this one thing, but I don't get to talk, you know, no, you're fine. at least a lot, but, you know, as far as the, the props that you have done, mm -hmm. you know, has there been... Has there been something that you've enjoyed doing a little bit more, whether it's, you know, building the swords, building the axes? Um, I haven't um, seen any shields. <laughs> uh, I haven't done any shields, no. Okay. <laughs> um, just, I don't have any characters that wield shields. They're not smart enough. Um, I like I like pole weapons. Okay. I like weapons on shafts. Um, for a few reasons. One, I like being able to rest it on the ground. When I'm walking around a convention, that's real nice. Um, and they just make for some really dynamic poses when they're so big and long. Right. I am attracted to, to spears and pole axes and lances. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it's like as, as you were just saying, you know, with the dynamic pose, you know, there's only so much that you can do with, like, let's say a rifle. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's really cool. You go and you have it, but you're kind of locked to... To like four or five general stances. That's actually my next prop. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. You know, so it's like you just sort of work with this very. You know, it's like you can you can have fun with it, but there's only so much you, that you can do. Whereas with the it's like with the sword, I've had already so much fun just sitting there like, oh, I got a new pose. Oh, I got this a little bit different. Okay, well, this is how I'd interact with someone doing this and da 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 da. da mm -hmm. You know, and it, it's always like with a gun, you can only really interact with another cosplayer in like one or two different ways whereas i don't know it's like different weapons kind of have their own personality yeah it's true you can interact that's true them, so luckily i'm making uh widow <clears throat> excuse me Widowmaker's rifle from overwatch and she does a lot of like sexy poses with her gun not just i'm gonna shoot you poses so i got some options <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're sitting there <laughs> playing games for a reference is always fun so now you're like I like that stance. Yep. Writing it down. And Overwatch literally has poses for the characters. Like, you can go through a list and make them pose in different poses. And I'm like, this is perfect. There you go. Cosplayer's dream. <laughs> telling me what to do. It makes all of the reference work so much easier so when it's much all easier. splayed right in front of you. Yep. 
And they just have a display mode where you can spin them around. And I'm like, bless you, Blizzard. They knew. They knew. They knew. Oh, they knew. You know, when, when how many different cosplayers do everything from WoW? It's like, you know what? We're going to make a great game. But free publicity is cosplay. Yes. So let's do something that's going to benefit them. Perfect. Yeah, I've I've known some WoW cosplayers who were invited to the Warcraft premiere. No, oh. the movie. Oh. And so and and they didn't do it for that. They just already had Blizzard costumes, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to come to the premiere of the movie?" And so I've got one friend who's got a picture with one of the stars. And nice. You can't tell because she's dressed as this <laughs> monster thing, but. Nice. I see. I. I a, I love the story of that, but B, I love the fact that, you know, that these these huge companies are now looking at cosplayers and going like, you know what, this is really, really cool. A lot of people love this. This is a passion for so many different people. And this isn't like, oh, we had to go out and we had to commission, you know, this yeah, guy to yeah. do this. It's like, they we're, were free labor. Gonna, yeah, it's like, they were already <laughs> going to do it. Now we're giving them a great experience, or maybe even we're paying them to go and do this. But yeah, this is now cool, you know. And especially they're already an Uber fan. It's not like this guy, like, oh well, yeah, I'll build this thing. For you know, we're gonna put fan. our heart and soul into it because mm-hmm. we actually care, right? You know, so I I love hearing when when companies are now doing you know more things like that. You know, the, yesterday I had um, James Estrada, a nerdy at home dad, and he was telling me how you know Disney is kind of coming forward like hey would you would you be willing to do this and star wars is like would you be willing to do this and he's like uh yes <laughs> please 100 percent, i will <laughs> you know so it's like knowing that now more companies and more people are now recognizing cosplay is like this is legitimately cool and a real art you know well, and that's like um, Palite, the PVC sheets that I mentioned. They're mm-hmm. they're an industrial plastics manufacturer, mm-hmm. and they reached out to me a little over a year ago, and they were like, "Hey, we've seen your videos on Sintra. Our stuff is the same stuff, and we'd like to have you promote our stuff instead of your random eBay crap." And I was like, "Uh huh. Yes, please." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, uh, I, I. I, I was hoping that was a thing somewhere out there, you know, just because, yeah, so many of so many of us use so many different products and materials and things like that, that, I mean, I've reached out to different manufacturers of just like, hey, is there, you know, is there a material that you guys like using that you want to see just out there a little bit more in these other kind of fashions? Because I do prop work and blah, blah, blah. And every single oh well, I mean I don't know. Just do do whatever you're gonna do, and da, da, da. you know. So hearing that is like someone finally. I know, because when I when I made my first costume ever, four a little over four and a half years ago, um, my whole it was from Full Metal Alchemist, so I had the auto oh. mail arm. Um, and my whole automail arm was made out of what I, at the time, called Sintra, but was really just random eBay crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so hard to find because it's it's used in um, signage mostly, mm-hmm. like campaign signs even. Yeah. You can go pillage some of those. Um, and so I'd contact sign shops and be like, hey, do you have some of this 
PVC sheet that I can have. And they would be like, well, what do you want us to print on it? And I'm like, no, no, no. No, nothing. I just want the thing. And now, like I said, you can go on Amazon and buy it. You can go to homedepot.com and buy it. It's, and I've, and it's, they're reaching out specifically for cosplay. They have a cosplay landing page on the Palite website, which I'm like, yeah, there you go. I will definitely be linking these in the notes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm working on a a series of tutorial videos for them right now. I I have one big long one that that I published last year um, where I just did, in 15 minutes, I showed a build. Um, And then right now I'm working on one where I break down each individual step. So I'll have a video on patterning and a video on cutting and a video on sanding. That is rad. Yeah. Because... You know, I, speaking of tutorials, I mean, it's it's how most of us learn any new technique, you know, but I I, I love finding when people do different tu- tutorials, especially with things that I haven't seen before, mm-hmm. you know, because when someone does a tutorial on fabric work, it's like, okay, that's great. I like your method. I will definitely go and employ that. But at the same time, there's a million different ones. And it's like, okay. I want to go, like, I, I hate always trying to find, like, the one person that I'm going to listen to. But it's like, when I find someone is doing something, like, oh, I've never seen that material, and I've never seen that. And, okay, I'm now just going to start looking at that, because, cool, this is, it's like, this is completely new. It's like, I always love finding a new person that's doing tutorials on something that I never knew existed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and almost... Every cosplayer I know is self-taught. I mean, there's now, especially with anarchy, there's there's been more classes and stuff. But most of the time, it's just Googling crap. Yeah. You just Google crap and try and find stuff. And so I, I love that cosplayers kind of have this mentality of, well, after I've spent hours and hours and hours Googling it and then doing it, why don't I make one five-minute video that shows it so that the next person doesn't have to spend hours and hours and hours Googling it? Yo. I love that... Um, for the most part, cosplayers are very much a community yeah. of crafters and learning. We want to share what we did and what we do. Then you get the occasional douchebag who wants to hold on to their secrets. Yeah. <laughs> secrets that, you know, but it's like, yeah, because even, you know, even talking on that, I I don't necessarily want to go and, and single out other artistic styles, but I do recognize that cosplay in general tends to kind of have more of that community sharing vibe more than any art form that I've really been able to see whereas most artists it's like oh well this is kind of my method I'm not I, I'm not key on showing everything you know whereas with us it's like mm, mm, no cool yeah come over I'll show you exactly how I did it da, 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 da. It's, it's it seems like more of the passion is is less towards the oh I'm trying to keep the secret of how I built it to like no, I'm just way passionate about this, and whatever you're going to do, I want to see that. Yeah, so. let me show you this cool thing I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's a little bit different on the competitive side, because that's, that's always what I've done. Mm-hmm. I've always been... Competition drives me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to win, necessarily. I mean, I want to win. But um, I don't enter to win. I enter because having that competition deadline pushes me to do my best. Um and competition can be a little bit different because some people are that way. Some people are, because this is a competition, I'm going to keep my secrets mm-hmm. so that I can win. Um, but I've been really, really lucky in that everyone I've met at competitions is very open. Um, I've been waiting to go on stage talking to people about 
how did you do that? What did you do here? And they're all very eager to share. I hear horror stories of people who are not, um, but I've been really lucky in not running into that. Even in the competitive side, people are just, we just want to share what we do, especially because we're, we're proud of it. We kind of want to show it off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and as as I've you know said on the this podcast a while, I did, cosplay competitions has been something where I, I I will go to watch, but I almost never necessarily want to go and take part in. Mainly just because I've never had that drive to it, it. Not even competitively, just sort of like, eh, you know what? I I I like kind of doing my own thing and whatnot. So when I go to comp, a cosplay competition, it's usually to go and see you know one of my friends or just like oh. They did something really, really cool there. Or I personally, I love when people act everything out. That's honestly another reason why I go. It's like, okay, what are they going to do? Because I recognize where that property is from. So what are you going to do from it? You know, and that, that's that's half of my joy and whatnot. But always hearing the different experiences of some of the different competitors is always really intriguing for me just because my assumption is always, yeah, people aren't key on giving away the secrets mainly because of the competitions that I've been a part of especially for sports yeah there <laughs> there were secrets of like I'm not going to tell you how I figured out how to go and do this one maneuver it, it's, it is this like closeted mentality of like no I'm going to win and I don't want you to know anything I just want to intim- intimidate you yeah and there are definitely people like that out there in the cosplay community um Either I just have really good luck and haven't run into them, or they don't enter the contests I enter. (laughs) But I'm just someone who needs deadlines, Mm -hmm. and I need some kind of motivation for that deadline. I can't just tell myself, be done by this date, because the night before that date will come, and I'll be like, "Eh, I'm just going to go to bed. Um, Whereas if tomorrow I have a contest, I'm going to stay up all night, I'm going to get it done. So I'm just the kind of person who needs that extra nudge of Mm -hmm. motivation. And I would assume that the, the, the cosplay competitions, as well as with the motivation, you know, to finish it, it also probably gives you that, that sort of motivation of, like, I need to get better. I did that yes. last time. Yes. I need to do this, you know, mm-hmm. or especially when, you know, with the judging, when you can sit there and have someone else reference your work and go, okay, well, how did you do this? Cool. I like that you did this. Maybe you might want to try. Da, da, da. I'm figuring you probably have that side of you too as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. I'm always looking to improve. And uh, the most cosplay contests are really built for that because they have the level tiers, mm-hmm. beginner, intermediate, master. And so you kind of work your way through them. And um, I've reached a point now where I'm not as like, I have to compete in everything because I've reached master level. And so now I feel like instead of trying to build up new skills, I'm trying to polish the ones I have. Okay. Um, and so I'm a little little less motivated to compete just because I don't, I don't need that drive to find new things anymore because I've kind mm. of already got it. Okay. It's like contests gave me a running start. And yeah. I'm like, okay, now I'm good. Nice. And, you know, it's like, because like I said, it's, it's always intriguing to go and hear that because, you know, it, People will usually use the, the, you know, the iron sharpens iron, you know, so you want a little bit of that competitive nature or at least that little bit of conflict so that way you can, you know, help polish, you know, everything that you're doing and build and whatnot. But then as soon as, yeah, as soon as you kind of get to a point, it's like, okay, I don't necessarily need the constant conflict or, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that little abrasive point. 
I now I need the patience to work with something mm -hmm. to really you know really put the you know the shine and polish to it yeah, as you were exactly saying. yeah like both of those spears that I just made aren't for competition okay. they were just for funsies and they're beautiful I've been watching the progress of them just like oh, I want more pictures of them just because <laughs> I think you were doing part of the uh, um, uh, on one of them, you were doing some like detail work on an inlay of you know, kind of like the face of mm -hmm. the sphere and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there looking at the picture of like, oh my gosh, this is therapeutic. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I, I wanted a video of just you kind of like dremeling or doing whatever you were doing right there. Like, yes, this is what I need right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm that weird guy. I'm just like. Hey, that's fine. I often, when I see that cosplayers are live streaming or something, I'll often just turn them on in the background while I'm working on stuff. Joe. It's it's nice. I love that we're in this live stream age where um, it used to be that it almost seemed like magic because <laughs> any videos that did exist were very edited. Yeah. So it was like, here's this moment. And look, it's like those cooking shows where they're like, let's mix everything together. And look, there's one coming out of the oven. Exactly. Done. And now with the live streams, I love that you really get to see what it looks like mm. to work on stuff. It's hours of mostly boring. And um, like I just did a live stream the other day where I was going to make a silicon mold. And I was like, we're going to do mold making today. And I pulled out all my supplies and I opened them and I was like, and this is plastic, not rubber. And so it's just to see those faux pas moments mm -hmm. to be like cosplayers are very very human yeah like a uh, like i watched a live stream of a cosplayer i really really admire the other day and i was like oh my gosh you're a huge dork and it actually <laughs> yeah. made, it made me like him more because yeah. all his pictures i mean he's ripped and so all his pictures are these like just big muscly man and then he's doing this video and he's got this the cutest accent and he's mm -hmm. singing along to disney songs and i was like man you're you're even better now yeah now that you're a human being right it's like, yeah because it's like and i'm glad that you said that because it's like it's one of the things that i love the most about now going on to you know to, onto twitch and seeing you know creatives and whatnot and so when i see cosplayers going crafting or you know finding one that's over on instagram or whatnot because it's finding out who that person really is it's one of the I won't necessarily say the bias, but it made it kind of hard for me to interact with some people, you know, male and female, because you see the pictures and it's just like, okay, they look like this or they're doing this. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know how to interact with you. So thus, when I would meet different, you know, different cosplayers over at a con, it's like, cool, let's take a picture. And then I'm just going to run away because... They have like this weird untouchable celebrity status. Exactly. You when know, all you see are posed photos. Yeah, it's like, and I, I, like, I recognize you, I follow you, and I can't tell you what your work means to me, but at the same time, I don't want to be weird. But then all of a sudden when I see you know, someone that's over on Twitch and, you know, all of a sudden I see them acting the exact same way that I do, you know, or it's like, okay, I've got this weird song stuck in my head, you know, I'm like, oh, I got that song stuck in my head too. And then I'm now interacting with that person. It makes it where it's like, oh, mm -hmm. I can now kind of like approach you a little bit better. And it's not that it brings them down at all. And in fact, it like, it increases them to like, oh, now I kind of like, before, I wanted to hang out with you because you were mysterious. Now I want to hang out with you because I, like, you're cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So, oh, I, I freaking love And that. most of the time, 
cosplayers want you to come up and talk to them. Mm. Like, just today while I was at Michael's, um, I was checking out at the register, and the cashier goes, are you Rena Cosplay? And I was like, what the? It's <laughs> uh, like, yes. Well, hi. And we had this fun conversation, and I was so glad that she did. It weirded the, me the freak out, but in a good way. Yeah. I was like, this is so exciting to be able to talk to a person. So most of the time, people want you to be the weirdo we we want you to speak up and be like oh my gosh that thing you made was so cool it it makes us feel good yeah like you know and especially with you know with cosplay being a a costuming makeup driven you know kind of medium and whatnot especially sometimes having those those interactions before were nearly impossible because people would just you know the the pictures they saw were the pictures that you would put up and you know your hair is done this way or maybe you've added prosthetics to you or you're doing this and whatnot so it's really hard to sit there and go like oh there's a there's a person under there mm-hmm. whereas now with live streaming and whatnot they know exactly what you look like yep. so it's like oh well now if they do see you it's like oh yeah you're you're cool can i talk to you for a second you know how did you do this or you know when well, yeah, I mean, I wasn't in costume at Michael's. Yeah. I was just dressed in jeans and flip-flops, and I was like, hi. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and, I, and I bet that that interaction meant so much to that person where I was just like, cool, I didn't know I was going to run into you today. And it's just like, you're sitting there, yeah, I'm glad that we had this interaction because this is really cool. This doesn't <laughs> This di- No, it doesn't happen. Don't Don't assume that this happens to me. <laughs> It was kind of a big deal. <laughs> now, now, now you're being modest. <laughs> it does not happen. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I kind of, kind of, oh, I, okay, I'm going to get out of the, the prop and the armor building because I, I could stay there all day. All long. right. Bye, props. <laughs> See you later. I, I do have to say real quick on this note, though, there is a bad side to both of those props. I only ever take pictures of, like, there's one side that's better than the other. <laughs> And I, I do only take pictures of the good side. I so. I know exactly <laughs> how you feel. I, I will. This does nothing for an audio format. He's lifting up a I big sword. So, yeah, this side, as much as I'm not necessarily proud of, like some of these edges right around over here, it's okay. But then there's this side where you can see that I took a large chunk. A little bit. <laughs> out Gotta of, add uh, some battle damage there. Yeah, out of some belt sanders. So I know what you mean when you say that. So there is still, a, even with all the live streaming, there is still a little smoke and mirrors that happens. I will not be posting a picture of the bad side of the spears. <laughs> yeah. Let me just keep that secret. There you go. See, now it's up to... It's up to the people that finally see you at a con of just like, I can I, can I, no. No, no. Just, I'll just put my hands over the back be like, nope, mm-mm, nope, right. don't look. There, there was a cosplayer on here way back when, Larissa Page, that she sometimes, should, you know, the edgings over on some of her, uh, her fabric work go a little bit off. And as soon as she said, like, she'd said that on the podcast, people were like, can I now see the edge? Nope. <laughs> nope. She's just like, No. <laughs> Well, it's a, that's like I told someone that they were like, you're, they sent me a private message and they were like, they look so good. And I was like, thanks. And we got talking. And I was like, well, there is a bad side. And he was like, well, can I see a picture of the uncensored side? And I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, you don't. Mm-mm. That gets to stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> see, we all have them. <laughs> and that's usually our curse of when people say like, 
oh my gosh, that looks fantastic. We're sitting there looking, like, directly looking at the part that we don't like about it. It's just like, yep. I don't like that part about it. <laughs> yep. And when you get a photo back from a photo shoot, everyone's like, that's so great. I'm like, oh, my belt is off center. Yep. Like, oh, I hate it. Yeah, there, there, there's reasons why this has battle damage that makes it look like, oh my gosh, it's been in a fight. Well, and there's it's also covering mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> battle damage is good for that. Yes, it is. Mess up your paint job, just add some rust. <laughs> rust and dirt. I'm not going to say I haven't done that before, but I've done that before. Oh, gosh. And oh. then people admire your realism. And I'm like, yep. That's what it is. That wasn't me just frustrated over in, over in my backyard going like, fine! <laughs> There's realism to this art. <laughs> there we go. Oh my goodness, this is so much fun right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sometimes I have moments of like, I'm so glad I do this. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, man. Well, you know, kind of, kind of going back a little bit, um, some of the you know the the characters that you that you've done kind of array kind of array themselves over quite a few different genres, but mm-hmm. one of the most predominant genres that I've seen most of your work kind of go in is anime. At least through what I've seen, I'm probably about fifty percent video game, forty percent anime, ten percent other things. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. See, and it, it probably I'd say the reason why I probably wouldn't recognize some of the video games because I I am very pigeonholed when it comes into video games. I find one and I stick with it till that's the end. I'm quite similar actually. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, I I I might have a greater volume of anime ones just because um, I have quite a few simple mm-hmm. anime costumes that I can whip out in like a couple hours. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of those, but m- when it comes to like my big costumes, I'm about 50 video game, 40 anime. Okay. And so. it, I, I always kind of like figuring out, you know, why people like some of the different genres they do, whether it's just like, oh, well, you know, the properties that I like are in this genre, so I happen to do that. Or whether it's like, oh, well, this genre usually poses this sort of cosplay challenges that I love tackling mm. and whatnot. I don't, I don't really know that I, I categorize myself by genre at all. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's all about character. It's how much I like the character, no matter what medium they're from. Nice. So. Okay. And is there, is there usually something about a character that drives you to like, I, you know what, I want to make the jump to actually cosplay them more? Because I've got characters that I like, but I will never cosplay just because I don't necessarily have that deep-seated love for them. Bad A female characters. Yeah. That's my, that's my thing. <laughs> I like I like strong female characters. So even if, um, like for instance, right now I'm playing the new Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem mm-hmm. Echoes, and my favorite character in that game is actually a plucky pink-haired mage. She's super sassy, and I love her. I will never cosplay her okay. because she's this plucky pink-haired mage. Um, and then you have the the knight who's like, point me at your enemies, and I will slay them. And I'm like, her, her, I will cosplay. I, I, I like the tough ones. Um, and then very occasionally, I like the crazy ones. I like nice. I like doing people who are really like literally insane. Those are fun. Not criminally, mostly I, like kooky. Um, I like that a lot. 
so that's I mean, and one of the reasons I love Yang is she's kind of both of those. Yeah. She's super tough, and she's also out of her mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, kind of even speaking on, you know, on Yang in particular, it's one of the reasons why I love, I love when there's elements of people's either selection process or even their personality that they kind of identify with and it's mm-hmm. definitely been something where i've noticed with <clears throat> with a lot of the ruby cosplayers in general is that the characters that they that they decide to go and cosplay usually have a lot to do with their personality type where it's like the couple of people i've i've seen do some really amazing uh rubies they have this sort of like chipper plucky attitude and even when i talk to their friends it's like yeah, they are Ruby, 100%. You know, and then the people that are Yang. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's usually like the, okay, I like you, we're really cool talking, but at the same time, I don't want to get on your bad side because <laughs> you seem like you will literally hurt me. <laughs> and, and then there's Carly, our Nora. Yeah! <laughs> Who's Nora to a T? <laughs> no, Ruby does a really good job at that because they have such dynamic characters mm-hmm. that really fit into the like Myers Briggs type personalities. Yeah. Even you can you can find yourself in a Ruby character somewhere, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Yeah, you know, and the fact that also, as oh man, I don't necessarily want to harp on Ruby, but guess ready, we're going down this pigeonhole, I guess. But you know, one of the things that I like the most about Ruby is the fact that they have a wealth of characters mm-hmm. that are so different. You know, whereas with... I, I watch a way too much anime to be healthy. <laughs> um, but usually you get about four or five regular characters and then an additional five, you know, kind of supplementary characters. And that's usually about it. And they'll be different, but all... You know, you can kind of weave a little bit and go like, eh, this is where these couple of characters are similar and da 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 da. Whereas with Ruby, it's like so many of the characters are dynamically different from each yep. other. Yeah. That, as you said, like everyone can kind of find their one character. And they get really passionate about it. I met someone the other day who's like obsessed with Velvet. Sometimes I forget Velvet exists. <laughs> <laughs> and this person like wants to marry her. And so I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> it's the ears. It's always the ears. <laughs> <It's> the ears. <laughs> I saw the ears and was like, eh, huh. I even looked at my wife and I'm like, Tiff? <laughs> I know you don't do cosplay, but if you do... <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's like even, even to the point where it's like, it, it's kind of fun where... You know, you look at different Ruby groups and whatnot and you're trying to figure like, okay... Who's who and why are they that person, you know? And, you know, sometimes I'll go into a group and go like, oh, well, you know, as I'm now part of Team Sun or Team Season, however you want to say it. I, as I said before, I'm like the only sage, so when I show up into a group, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, okay, well, who's our son? And everyone just sort of goes like, that guy. He is him to a T, and it's only because he's the quirky, back-flipping mess you know, that is them. I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to get along. Yeah, you kind of can, you can go to dinner with Ruby cosplayers out of cosplay and you can pick out who's who. <laughs> you can be like, oh, there's the Nora. Oh, there's the Blake. She's reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> you just, it's like, okay, 
Are we going to run into a Weiss today? <laughs> My best friend is a Weiss. So. <laughs> I, I, it's... Weiss is a very special place in my heart, not because of the, not because of the stuck upness, but the fact that I want to say that she's she's the kind of best friend that is like, okay, we might not get along, but when we do, I am incredibly loyal mm -hmm. to you. So yeah, we're now a thing. <laughs> so yeah, it's I love I love Ruby so so much it took me a while to get into it i a year ago i hadn't seen any really mm -hmm. because i kind of it kind of got really hyped and mm -hmm. that turned me off um but then i had friends who cosplayed from it and i just i needed something to watch at the gym and it was on netflix nice. and i watched it and i was like oh this is wonderful Yo. this is amazing Yo. yeah it's like that 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 it, that's kind of the same way it was for me where it's like I started with it when it first was coming out I was like this is is cool yeah I watched like the first three or four episodes when yeah. it was first coming out and it's like I my biggest thing is I, I wasn't too keen on the art style I was just like you know what I'm, it takes some getting used to yeah it's like I wasn't too happy with it so I put I put it down for I think like a year or a year and a half and then it wasn't until yeah maybe like mid last year or the year before that I was just like you know what let me give it a shot again. Let's see it. And, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I got lucky in that I finished Volume 3 right as Volume 4 started. And I was like, oh, good. Because <laughs> the end of Volume 3 hurts me. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a couple of people that since, you know, since I've, you know, I've had a couple of people cosplay Ruby and whatnot. And they've, oh, is that something I should watch? I'm like, yeah, go for it. Okay. And now they're always still like, okay, yeah, this is really cool. This is really great. I'm just starting season three. And I went, oh, okay. like The theme um, song of that one is a clue. Oh, I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just keeping them like, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give anything away, but I'm telling you right now, um, you're going to cry. So just. I, it was a miracle that I didn't get spoiled because I have a ton of friends who watch it mm -hmm. and I remember them freaking out at the end of volume three and I got spoiled about one of the deaths um spoilers people die <laughs> i'm not gonna say who though um i got spoiled about one of them but not the important one not the big one that not, everyone loses their mind not about. the big one and so the little one happened and i was like oh that's too bad she actually might be fine um and then the big one happened and i was like I broke. I broke. <laughs> I like was just staring at my computer like what just happened to me? And I, I it's been a while since a show had made me feel that and that's when I was like, okay, I love this. I, I, like, I like something about yeah, cause it's like I speaking on the first one, I was like, well, I mean they could find a way to, to right, bring it back. Right. And, We're totally oh, spoiling this. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, fine. If you don't want spoilers I, I, I don't know any sort of marking thing, but let's just say we're at about an hour, four minutes, at least to an hour, hour eight. All right, so in four minutes, that's when I will firmly say that we will stop talking about spoilers. And here we go. Okay. So Penny dies. Yes. Um, <laughs> but she's a robot. Like, mm -hmm. can a robot die? Her head was intact. I feel like just put her back together. Exactly. And, and that's, it's like, that. that's kind of what I felt about it too, where I was like, okay, she died. 
we can figure something around this, you know? And it was the fact that it was really sudden, too. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like, okay, this is jarring. I have a feeling... This is a writer's trick. Weird right? that we didn't... Like, it wasn't resolved at all in season four, though. Yeah. So... And, and I was just sort of like, you know what? As... I, I can't say that I'm a writer, da, 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 but I've employed that same thing in, like, short stories of, like, okay, give something very abrupt so that way I want someone to have just, like, an okay wait and then get on with it so that way they forget about it so that way when I bring it up later, it still makes sense, but it's like, wait a second... What are the steps that led up to that? Mm-hmm. You know, what didn't we see? So it's really fun to be able to go back with that. So yeah, it's like when I, when Penny died, it was like uh, we can figure a way around this. Plus, see, and that one I knew was coming. Hard. No, I I never really loved Penny. I didn't dislike Penny, but she mm-hmm. was fine. Um, but also, I just wasn't worried about her when yeah. she got chopped. I didn't even think it was that big a deal until the characters started making it a big deal. When exactly. they were like, oh my gosh. I was like, oh, is this a problem? Mm-hmm. That she got chopped into like six pieces? Right. Can't you just slap her back, Put together? Her back together? Whereas I believe I was actually screaming at my computer when Pira died. Oh my gosh. Is... I'm still in, like, part of me is still in denial about that. I'm like, she's going to come back. She's going to come back. I mean, Ozpin's a ghost um but i don't know what i don't know exactly what's happening there but he's he's not super dead maybe she's not super dead so part of me is like in denial and wants her to come back another part of me will really admire rooster teeth if they don't bring her back i i'm of the mindset where i do not want her to come back i think i don't either I i want i want her to come back but i think it would be better if yeah. she did not. Well, it's a, and it, uh, you know, as in a completely different property, but on a similar tangent where it's like, okay, when, you know, it's like when the Avengers were coming out and then Phil Coulson died, it meant something. Yeah. And, you know, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, he's dead. Okay, we're going to, f- oh, how, how, what? You know, and it was the linchpin that mm-hmm. brought every, everyone together. Yep. And then when all of a sudden the show where it's like, oh, well, no, he's alive, but then they don't know about it, it kind of cheated me a little bit, where I'm like... That's fair. I mean, it's still, like, it still holds weight, but now looking back, it's like, I really wish that they didn't, but now that I know what they were doing at the same time, it's like, yeah, you couldn't do it any other way, I get that. It's just, like, it, it, it's frustrating, so that's why it's like, I hope that they do not bring her back. And I, I don't I don't think they will. But there was a long time where I did think that they would. I if if they do, I hope that it's really great and there's a way where it's like, okay, well she was absorbing, you know, all this different power, so hope maybe there's a way that they can kind of do this change with it. I don't know. I'm going to They'd have to they'd have to do it really well to yeah. not make it just seem like a cheap shot. That that's where coming into season five is going to be like, okay. Where are we going to take... Because honestly, as it stands right now, I have no idea what to expect. No, none. And I love that right now. So, okay, we're done with spoilers. We are at... Oh, all right. I told you. Shut it down. We got there. Nobody's dead. (laughs) Nothing happened. (laughs) Nothing. Here we go. Like I say, go, go ahead, watch season three. Get up to the end of it, cry your eyes out, then you can join us back for that little four-minute segment. There you go. And, and yeah, then you'll know. If by some miracle you haven't been spoiled <laughs> by someone else. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I, it's okay. So it's weird because there are certain properties that people are almost afraid to spoil. 
Like, Game of Thrones, if you don't watch it night of or the day after, a good luck with not knowing things. You know, same thing with, like, like Walking Dead. I kind of mm-hmm. stopped watching it. But, you know, it's people will spoil that, that stuff almost instantly. But when it comes to, like, Ruby... The interactions I've had with people are always pretty good with, like, okay, where are you? Yeah, where are you at? Okay, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Volume 4 doesn't have a ton that's spoilery. Nah. It's very much a journey season. Yeah. You know, and even when it's, like, you know, like, when when I'm thinking about, oh, well, you know, the, the, the one... No, it's not even a spoiler. Yeah, it's, like, there really aren't any. There even really aren't. As far as Yang, it's, like, it takes her a while to get her arm. But it's also in the open Yes, credits. some people got mad at that when I was like, I'm making Yang's robot arm. They were like, don't tell me she has a robot arm. And I was like, really? It's like, did you not watch the what opening? Did you, Cause what did you expect to happen? They kind of made it a point where it's like, oh, she's kind of fighting with her father. And then her arm is off. And you can kind of figure, odds are, there's, going some, on there. there's something to that. One of my favorite, absolute favorite moments of volume four. Um was when Yang and her dad and the two professors are in the house. Yup! Yeah. When she grabs the drink. Yeah, and I, I can't remember what her dad says exactly, but he makes a joke. Mm-hmm. He he makes a joke about her about not have About her arm. And both the professors just freeze. Like, oh my gosh, you're the biggest douche dad ever. And yeah. Yang starts laughing. Yo. That was when I was like, oh, y- you were already my favorite character, but now I just love you so much. Right? I, lo- I love that scene for a lot of different reasons. And one of the reasons is because it, I personally come from a family where it's like, look, our flaws, we get them out there, and we're going to make fun of them ourselves, and we expect everyone else to make fun of them too. You know, which is why I've got horrible nicknames with all of my family. And... <sighs> God help you if you ever hear one of them. It's like, how did that happen? Well, <laughs> but yeah, it's like it adds that sort of familial vibe of just like, no, you're gonna joke about this thing, mm-hmm. and it's you don't want the character to like all of a sudden become afraid of herself. Yeah, and it was it was the best way to show that Yang wasn't broken. Yeah, because we ended season three with her seeming pretty broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was hard because I was like, "No, Yang, you're the strong one. You're the one who never breaks." And so that was that was probably my favorite moment in season four was that yeah. scene. I loved that scene. Also, and I I love season four in general because it brought out it, it it brought out what everyone's motivations were, or at least you know it why, really sanded why them they down. Feel yeah, the way they do. You know, where it's like I love the fact that they went. That they actually went back into Blake's history, and then you got mm-hmm. to see her interactions with her father. Yeah, we got to see Blake's home life, Weiss's home life. You get to see Ren's past, mm-hmm. Nora's past. I was not a huge fan of Nora until I saw her past, and I was like, oh, honey. Right? <laughs> you, you see home, like homeless her, and you're just like, oh, okay. Okay, I love you now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right? <sighs> yeah, it's like, because... You know, it's like seeing, like I said, seeing the way that they did the back series, and especially with it being in it being an anime that is very. When it comes to how how long those episodes run, mm-hmm. they are very short. Yeah. So to get as much story 
divvied out in a way that they do in as much time that they have is impressive even when they give you those really cruddy annoying filler just world of remnant i hate them every (sighs) single anytime i sit there and go like oh come on no (laughs) so i like the one about the maidens i i like that one but I think it was the, the this last season or in season four where it was them discussing the conflict between the countries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I get it. It's fantastic. But we were in some real mess with some yeah, of these it, episodes. It bothers me when they do it instead of an episode. I'm like, if you did a World of Remnant and an episode, I'd be like, yes, bonus! But when you give me World of Remnant instead of an episode, I get a little right? angry. And especially when it's placed when there's honestly either something about to happen or something is currently happening you're like we don't need a break yeah don't stop don't (laughs) don't stop now yeah so it's like it's that perfect blend of like i love you don't ever do this to me again (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think because we we got to we got to meet the characters in volumes one through three but i feel like volume four is where we really got to know them yeah so you know and part of me is always somewhat scared of you know, like, especially when it, it's like when it was towards the end and we're dealt, it's like we're, we're driving into, you know, uh, Ren and Nora on their history and especially that it was sandwiched right in between a fight. And I'm like, wait a second. Yes. Why are we, why are we looking into their, their backstory right in the middle of a fight? And instantly in my head, I went, one of them's going to die. <laughs> one of them is going to die. <laughs> just, I was losing my mind and I was actually like I remember talking with other people where we're sitting there like okay who do you think is about to die because seriously I can't take it if anyone dies but if Ren dies I can handle a little bit better if, than if Nora dies I don't know why but it's just I can't I can't do it I don't Ruby and, and, and Jean are safe I know they are which one of them are going to die <laughs> After volume three, you just don't trust that show anymore. No, and I like that about it. Because I thought it was a show... I didn't think it was a show where people died. No. You watch volume one and two, and most of volume three, and it just seems... It's almost like Naruto, where no one really dies. Right. Um, But then people started dying. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, it's like... I was like, what is this Game of Thrones nonsense in my cartoon? Right, and now it's like I'm also, because, you know, yes, the, not to necessarily drive it back or whatnot, but it's like the character that I do, he was in two episodes, and it's like, okay, he's whatever, and whatnot. Now I'm sitting there going back, and I'm also looking at other episodes, and like, wait a second, they they talked about this character in, like, the season one, and they brought him back up in season four, but they're not talking about what's going on here. The, you, it you can tell that they really think about what they're doing. Yeah. They have a plan. Yeah. You know, so I'm... I am now... Because there's, there's also so many other characters that they brought up. There was a whole lot, too. And then nothing. And you haven't heard anything back from for, like, two seasons. And I'm blanking out on the, the idiot prick's name. <laughs> mm, suit of armor messed with John. Carded. For, yep. You haven't heard anything from him. No. In a season and a half. And it's like, you know he's going to come back. But 
what? Is he going to be a bad guy? Is he going to be a good guy? They literally left him on a point where he, he could, could do go either, either way. way. Yep. You know, so I'm just... I love that show, and I'm afraid of it at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I think we've talked a lot about Ruby. There's been quite a bit of Ruby. It's been quite a bit of Ruby. That tends to happen anytime Ruby comes up, though. You can't have a two-minute Ruby conversation. I... I, I, I knew that I I knew that I was gonna bring up Ruby at some point, but it was just sort of like, okay, is this going to take over the conversation? Or so spiraling gonna... back, I like Yang because she's a strong female character, <laughs> and also a little crazy. And we're back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, with the, with the there we go. I'm getting short because the, you are because the, the chair. I have that exact chair in my craft room. Yes, welcome. Let's. It'll probably happen again in about like forty-five seconds. There's a reason why I sit like this in this chair. <laughs> if I don't, it's like I'm turning into a hobbit. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, with with at least the the strong females that you've that you've done, is there one that you know you you just like you know I something about this character. I love them so much more than the other ones that you've done. Um, costume-wise or character-wise? Uh, I'd say... Let's start character-wise and then maybe go costume. Um, my favorite anime character of all time is Olivier Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. Took me a while to get back to um, her, then I remember. So, her. I nice. love her. Nice. So, s- spoilers, Rena Mira is not my legal name. <laughs> and the Mira comes from Olivier Mira Armstrong. Really? Yes. I had to think of a last name. And I was like, mm, Facebook requires one. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and here you go. Favorite anime character. <laughs> My, mine would make sense. Most Japanese last names don't make sense when a short, dark thing goes and has them. So, yeah. You're just good. Thanks. Because <laughs> I honestly thought those were last <laughs> A lot of people do. A lot of people are like, your name is beautiful. And I'm like, thank you. I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> perfect perfect there you go and then as as far as the costume has there you know is there like one like oh I, I love this costume <laughs> um the costume I'm uh, there's probably two um last year I made Titania from Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn which was a full armor build yeah with the battle axe and stuff and that was cool because I'd never made anything that's that's Probably the one I'm most proud of just because it's so intense. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most intense costumes I've ever made. It's incredibly uncomfortable. The wig alone weighs about four pounds. Ay-ya. It very much hurts my head. Um, Do neck-ups. I know, right? <laughs> and then um, one of my very first costumes that I made in the first year of creating costumes was Midna from Twilight Princess. Okay. And I'm super proud of that one because that's my oldest costume that i still look at and like nice because there's every cosplayer does this the first few costumes you make you look at them a few months later and you're like this is garbage i hate this um midna was the first costume that i looked back on and i was like i don't hate this this is okay so there you go go. it's like you you always got to have those ones it's just like they they they're proof of your progress and at the same time you're like i don't want to yeah Exactly. So having those one or two, just like, 
no, you are my jewel and just kind of keep you close. But I always say if I ever look back on a costume and never see something I would fix, then that's a problem. Okay. Because I should always be looking for ways to be better. So if I ever if I ever hit a costume and go, nope, it's totally perfect the way it is, then I'm I'm deluding myself. Right. He's <laughs> like, mm, something's wrong here. There's the math. Always, always something that can be fixed. Like in Titania, everything looks fine. She's very hard to walk in. Okay. So the next step is figuring out how to be able to walk. <gasps> yeah, it's, it's those jointed segments of like I didn't plan this well. Well, she's <laughs> she's a knight, so she rides on a horse, so she doesn't have to worry about it. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when you, you look over at Spooky Wit and you just go like, hey. No, yes. She's already um, <laughs> told me that I can take pictures with her horse. Well, actually, she told my photographer that I could take pictures with her horse. There you go. <laughs> I didn't ask. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm kind of coming up uh, a little bit over on the time, but definitely one question that uh, I better had asked because uh, I'm a curious, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people are curious as well. As, you know, of maybe of the the list that is before every single cosplayer. Of, you know, what do we what do we want to go and do the most and whatnot? Is there a character that you that you look at and go like, you know what? I really really want to get to them. I'm not quite ready for it. Not even time wise, just like skills wise. Yes. I want to get to them. Mm. Samus Aran. <sighs> oh. <laughs> oh. I intend to make a fully functioning various suit. Um, uh, Widowmaker is kind of practice for that. The gun will mm. be, it will have robotics in it so that it can actually transform from sniper mode into assault mode. Um, the helmet will have LEDs, and that is all practice for building a fully functioning various suit where the gun changes colors and transforms and things move without sounding like creaky foam. I intend to 3D print the whole thing so that it's lightweight. Are you planning on doing, doing, see, because that, that, it's an area that I know a little bit in. Are you planning on grabbing things as far as electronics, as far as like a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino chip? And um, my brother is more that side. He, he does the technical know-how. Um, so I tell him what I want it to do. And he, <laughs> he, he buys all the stuff and points at where to solder. And okay. I'm like, got this. <laughs> okay. Um. So I'm not sure exactly what he's... He's a computer programming major, so he he's the brains, nice. and I'm the hands. Um, but, like, we intend to have a motion sensor in the gun so that when I do this, it makes the sound. And nice. We have big plants, yes, pretty much. <laughs> Smoke coming out of the jetpack, you know. I just, I just thought of, like, 20 different things. I'm just like, ooh, you could do this, ooh, you could do this, you could... All stuff I've got no idea how you would necessarily incorporate, but I know the parts... To make the, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and one of my biggest goals with Samus, and one of the reasons I haven't made her yet, is mobility. Okay. I want I want to be able to move like she does. I want to be able to run. I want to be able to jump. Um, I don't want to just have to shuffle around. Is not a good idea. No, mm, no, <laughs> that's that's what I was going to do, and then um, I saw. Do you know Ansley? Yep. Yeah, her Samus is awesome, but I've also seen her walk in it. Yeah. And she she struggles to walk in it. And so I'm like, you look great in pictures. I want to I wanna be in movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. Actually, she looks good in movies, too. Yeah, right? It's also the, the cutting that had the, the injuries mm-hmm. that happened because of Peppa Kerr is never fun. When you yes. look at your inside arm, you're like, I'm bleeding. 
and it's it, it's heavy too when you but by the time you get all that resin on there mm-hmm. to get it solid it's heavy so that's what i really like about 3d printing um is because that's what i i've made Widowmaker's helmet before and i did it 3d printed and i'm doing her rifle 3d printed and you can get them really thin and really strong nice. so that's what I'm. That, that is my dream costume. Is a fully functioning various suit. When when whenever you finally get Samus done, definitely let me know because it, it's. I I I personally love. I love Samus a lot. I played way too many Metroid way too many Metroid games for my own good. <laughs> um, again, another thing that's unhealthy, <laughs> but. Very closely linked to Samus is Samus is what fostered my also my love for Mega Man and Mega mm-hmm. Man is my character and that right. is one. There you I, go. I'm going to recreate Mega Man at least twenty billion different times and yes. Yeah, so you let me know because I Will I do. want a picture with a Samus when I'm Mega Man. <laughs> Will do. Yeah, and I'm super stoked for Metroid Prime Four. Um, I'm wondering if maybe I should make that version <laughs> if I should just wait. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what's gonna come out of that. I'm sorry, just knowing that it's like all, all that was seen was like it's coming. Just I like, know it what? was just the music. I I started crying as soon as I heard the music. I was I started crying and I was like I swear if this is like Federation Force Two I'm gonna kill someone. <laughs> and then when that came up I was like I've never been so glad people didn't know what trilogy meant. <laughs> <laughs> That hadn't occurred to me till just right now. <laughs> I mean, I have the steel book that clearly says trilogy. And I'm like, you're out of date, brother. Oh, man. But yeah, I, 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 I'll admit, when, when that... I, where was I? I? I was... I was at work. <laughs> I, I was at work, and I'm trying to necessarily remember exactly where. I think I was actually in Highland and whatnot. And I, I work in pest control, so I'm outside oh, most fun. of the day. So, when I was sitting there looking over on YouTube and just going like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool, and da-da-da-da-da, it's fine. And seeing the, the, the Mario Kingdom stuff, I was just, mm-hmm. I don't care. And then I literally was about to go and put it down, and that's when I heard the music. I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was, huh? At, I was at work just working in a room with a bunch of other people, and I just had a headphone in. And so I wasn't even watching. So all I could do was hear it. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> right. It's like as soon as the banner came up, I quite audibly and loudly screamed. And I am pretty sure that I freaked out about 10 people on that street. I started crying and was just trying to hide the fact from the other people in the room that I was crying. I was like, don't look at me. It's that time when you, when you, it's like you think you're holding your own until all of a sudden you go, and are you okay? Like, I'm fine. I'm just, just yawning really hard, and it made me cry. Don't right. worry about it. I just thought of something. It means a lot to me right now. I'm just, just thinking about my dog. Leave me alone. <laughs> I think I actually did eventually confess because one guy was like, "What? Are you okay?" And I was like, "Dude, video games. It's E3. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> just ignore me." It's those times when you're trying to sit there and not seem completely crazy to normal people of just like why you're yes um i'm i can't explain this to you because i'm i'm crazy enough as it is but this is just gonna get it worse yeah it somehow got out at my work how much of a nerd i am so 
my boss the other day came in and he's like, I have a question for you. And I was like, yes, sir. And he goes, is it true that in Japan they can fill stadiums with people watching other people play video games? Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. And I watch them from here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, of course. And he's like, oh, someone told me that. And I didn't believe him. And I was like, Rena will know. <laughs> I was like, I do. I do know, actually. Is that all I'm good for to you? Apparently. <laughs> Thanks. I thought I was getting in trouble. <laughs> right. Oh, my. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. No I, problem. Super oh fun. Gosh. I, oh, I love this. I love this so much. So how can how can people find all, all of your work? Uh, so Rena Cosplay. Search that anywhere. I do have a website presently, renacosplay.com. Probably going to get rid of that. No one ever looks at that. Um, it's pretty much just a gallery. But Instagram, Rena Cosplay. Facebook is Renegade Cosplay, but if you search Rena Cosplay, it shows up because it's facebook.com slash Cosplay in the URL. Nice. So there you go. There we go. It's, it's nice. Like I said, simple, concise. You don't have a bunch of other linking names to just like, oh, yeah, this one is this and this one is this. It's like, oh, crap, I'm never going to remember this. Yeah, <laughs> it's all Rena Cosplay. There we go. So there we go. Thank you so much. My I, pleasure. I guess I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll definitely be reaching back out to you. Sure. Let's go again. <laughs> yeah. Round two starts now. <laughs> there we go. So until next time, people, I will talk to you all later. <laughs>